what we do here is go back, 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 back. So, um, quarterback out of Kentucky, he's got a, a, a piss missile for an arm. Like the dude just throws rockets everywhere, right? Another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. This is your co-host Andy McDonald. I am flying solo tonight. Um, Micah is he's off. He's got the day off. Um, we weren't able to find a good time for us to both do this thing. So here I am, rocking solo. But I'm very excited to bring you guys the most up-to-date Raiders news. Um, so let's get right to it. First and foremost, Derek Carr. The Raiders did part ways with him on Tuesday. February 14th, if you're keeping track at home, that is Valentine's Day, um, which is somewhat hilarious to me because, you know, nine years, it was a bad breakup, benched him the last two games. It's not me. It's not you. It's me. Sorry. Messed that up. But, you know, the Raiders did end up releasing Derek Carr, which did end up creating uh, $29 million in salary cap, which now the Raiders are entering free agency with $48 million to spend. So, there, there was some conversation. There were some talks that we had around, you know, the Saints. Derek Carr visited the Saints twice, actually. Had a one visit, stayed the night, had a good time, had a good dinner. Came back, visited again. Ultimately wasn't open to agreeing to a trade there because he had to restructure his contract. So he's like, let me hit free agency, visit some different teams. And so um, that's what he did. I understand that side of it um, as far as, you know, what Derek Carr wants. And so... It does suck where, where we would love to have some draft compensation for him. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, it's just we're, we had this deadline. We met the deadline. We had to move on, um, created some cap space. So the chapter is closed with DC, but really what, you know, we have to start looking towards what does that mean for this team, right? So free agency does start March 15th. Just looking at kind of like the priority list is like, how do we improve this team? Um, and how do we really keep the players that, that are, that are big for us, right? So starting with Josh Jacobs, he was someone that we didn't pick up his option, um, last year. We we're like, Hey, we're going to test you. We're going to play in the Hall of Fame game. Um, and, and really he ended up leading the NFL in rushing yards, really had a great year, um, under McDaniels. I, I feel like both sides realize that he is the key to this offense. And what that looks like is, you know, we should be able to have the salary cap at least to extend him. I would probably say, you know, three to four years, you know, give him some front-ended guaranteed money. You know, as, as far as like, you know, APV, like I'm not I'm not exactly sure what he'd be looking for, probably around that 15, 16, $17 million a year, but give him that guaranteed money, which he wants some stability. He wants to be able to, he, he has even came out and said he wants to be a Raider um, for a long time. So give him a three or four year contract. I think the Raiders are able to address that, especially clearing some cap space here with Carr. Um, that, that allows us to, to then extend Josh Jacobs, who obviously, if, if you did watch the Raiders, was a key um, component to, to the offense and, and really a, a lot of the reason that we won some games that we did. So looking at free agency, um, there's a lot to be said with free agency because, you know, who knows what the negotiations are looking like with those current players and current teams. Um, just a few that stick out. Jesse Bates is a f- um, free safety for the Bengals, you know, they did not um, extend his contract last year, and it sounds like he's going to be hitting the open market. 
he's someone that can come in and be a really a, a, a great piece to this defense, someone that we do need um, on the back end and not to replace Trayvon Morig necessarily, but to be able to give us some stability uh, to be kind of that captain back there um, still in his prime. You know, he's, he's, we'll be looking at right around four to five years, 15 mil a year um, is what he'd be committed on the, on the, on the free agency market. So um, Jesse Bates is, is one of those that would, would solve a lot of problems for the Raiders secondary, which has had a lot of problems. Our defense hasn't been great, as I'm sure all of you know, but um, someone that could come in and make a big impact. And, and ultimately, like, I think we would have the the capacity as far as the spending wise, you know, the the, the uh, salary cap, you know, to be able to afford him. Um, it would be a big deal, but one of the top, for, you know, free safeties on the market. So someone to target there. Um, next up is Deron Payne, interior defensive lineman, plays that, you know, D-tackle, that three technique for the Washington Commanders. He's going to be – it's going to be tough, right, because I think he's going to have a great market. I think he would, he would be kind of coming coming in around like three to four-year deal, um, 20 mil a year, which is very expensive, but really Max Crosby has been amazing. And in order to just keep the pressure off of him, having someone like Deron Payne – on the interior defensive line would be huge for us. Um, you know, obviously creating that interior pressure that we don't have um, is, is would would be huge for the Raiders and, and obviously for that defensive line, not only in the passing game, but in the run game. So Jerron Payne um, for the commanders, someone to target as well. Last one, um, just throwing it out there, is, is Jamel Dean, cornerback for the Buccaneers. He's someone that, you know, we had Rocky Sin, you know, we had um, Amik Robertson, who actually had a pretty good year. Um, Rocky Sin is going to be a free agent. Um, we have Nate Hobbs, who kind of plays that slot corner. Um, we kind of move them all around the, you know, all around the defense, and so it's kind of tough to peg. But, like, Jamel Dean, if, we, if we're able to bring him in, able to get him to a deal, he could be that cornerback one. This is, this is just answers, right, like prior to the draft, right, because I think there's a lot of different ways that we can address these needs. But um, Jamel Dean coming in. Could fill a lot of that need for the Raiders, you know, at, at cornerback, having that, you know, island tight, you know, island cornerback, you know, to be able to just shadow the different receivers that are in the AFC West. So I think that would be huge for us. So just a few different free agents to target, just a few that are out there right now. Once again, th- there's a lot to be said with free agency and, and kind of what is going to happen in the next, you know, month or so. But um, just some options that we have. I, th- I think there's, Definitely, you know, a few um, tackle guard options that we can address as well in free agency. So, yeah, just a few names to, to, to keep note of. I would love to tell you who this episode is brought to you by, and that's DraftKings. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can feel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot, shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, and MMA, and more. Plus, same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props. Your betting options feel endless. Bet on Tiger Woods this weekend, guys. He finally made the cut. He was minus two the first day. Sure, he ended up plus one on this afternoon. Not a big deal, but he made the cut. He's got a chance to win the tournament, his first tournament since last year's Masters, I'm pretty sure. Not a golf guy. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um, and lastly, what I want to talk to you guys about is just um, really our QB options at the number seven overall pick. Looking at it right now, you know, we have – it's basically we're, we're waiting for Aaron Rodgers to, to turn around and say whether he wants to play again, you know, this next year, this these next coming years. Does he want to go back to the Packers? Um, or if he doesn't want to go to the Packers, um, does he want to come to a, a different team, right? So we're kind of sitting there in this purgatory type of type of space. And um, really what it comes down to is we have this number seven overall pick, and it's like, okay, where are we going to go? I would just – probably eliminate Bryce Young from the conversation. I think he is going to go number one overall. If not, he's going to go within the first three or four picks, right? I would imagine someone will probably trade up for him, or if not, the Texans will take him at two. So what does that leave us with? You have C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State, and, and granted, you know, these guys, um, they haven't been, you know, they, they haven't done the, the combine just yet. So I think there's going to be a lot of different movements as far as like the QB board and everything like that. But um, I think when you look at CJ Stroud and I watched Stroud, I watched Levis and I watched Richardson um, this past week and I will get my QB rankings out there, which I'm sure everyone's <laughs> very excited about because I was so high on Zach Wilson and he is, uh, he's trying to figure it out guys, you know, but uh, <laughs> when you're, when you're just starting with Stroud, I think, you know, you look at a guy who is in a very pro, you know, NFL pro ready offense. Um, he can throw, he can throw the ball at every level, right? So he, he's able to hit those quick slants. He's able to hit those 10 to 15 yards and he's also able to stretch the field and, and be able to, to hit, um, you know, all across, you know, sideline to sideline, which is very important being able to have the arm strength to do. So I don't think he has the, the best arm in the draft. Um, but I do think he is his accuracy, the way he's able to work through progressions and his pocket mobility is, is, is honestly one of the best in the drafts. I would, I would say so. Um, and, and really after, after watching it, I, I, I start looking at it and say, I think this is the best fit for the Josh McDaniel system, just the way that he's able to go through his progressions, be able to go from one to two to three, be able to step in the, step up in the pocket, not be able to be, you know, frazzled by, by the, the, you know, in, interior pressure, the defensive line, or sorry, the defensive line is bringing, you know, from, you know, being able to, maneuver his way throughout um, the pocket and also extend it to then be able to make the right throw. So I think CJ Stroud is, is, is number one, as far as like the Raiders goes um, at, at, at seven. Do I think he's going to be there? Not necessarily. I, I really don't. I think he's going to be a top five pick. So this is going to be something that the Raiders are going to have to trade up for. Um, and it's going to be, you know, something that you would have to consider and weigh the pros and cons as far as like, okay, if we can't get Rogers, do we, want to trade up and, and, and really because what you're going to do is spend some draft capital to move seven to four, seven to five, whatever it is. Right. And, and that would then inherently, you know, impact next year's draft, this year's draft, whatever it may be. So next quarterback to, to look at is Will Levis. So um, quarterback out of Kentucky, he's got a, a, a piss missile for an arm. Like the dude just throws rockets everywhere. Right. He's dual threat, which I think, it allows him to create outside the pocket, which is very important. You know, I, there is some Josh Allen similarities there. Some of it is very frustrating because, you know, he looks like, he looks like a, a number one overall pick on one play and the next play. It's like, man, this guy might go in the fifth or sixth round. So 
don't really know how to evaluate Will Levis, and I, I will definitely watch more tape on him. But overall, I think that the issues are his mechanics, where his feet are. I think he relies too much on his arm, which makes sense as far as like you know anyone that has this powerful arm that can throw it all across the field, right? Um, but that also then offsets your mechanics, and I think you've seen a lot of different. Um, he throws some sinkers just straight into the ground, some you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it, right? Like he, he has some bad misses and it's, it's, it's kind of tough to watch at times and it'd be very frustrating. And also like, would you want to bring this guy in and be like, Hey, turn the keys over to, to him to be able to take on the Raiders and let us, I'm, I'm on the fence clearly about him, but want to, want to do a little bit more, you know, studying his film, but just from what I've seen, obviously a great athlete has a great arm um, and his mechanics are just, they're woof. <laughs> they're just like, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes they're great. Sometimes they're bad. Um, and, and, and really it's a lot. I think we're going to figure out a lot more, especially when, when it comes to the, you know, the scouting combine and everything like that. So, and then the last one on the list is, um, Anthony Richardson. So quarterback out of Florida, someone that came into, um, this year with a lot of hype, you know, I think it was a Florida team that was on the rise and someone who has a great arm. He has probably the highest upside in this draft, right? As far as the dual threat. So I, I, you know, I did say like Levis was an athlete. He's a good athlete. Anthony Richardson is someone that's like, if he gets the corner, he's going 60, right? He's someone that can, if he, if he breaks a pocket, look out. So someone you have to, as a defense, like as D coordinator, you have to respect um, his, his, his threats, you know, as far as like him being able to attack you guys, you know, in, in the past, past game and the run game too. So I would say he has the highest upside and also the highest floor, which is, which is very frustrating too. So, um, and, and I, I think as far as, you know, the, the negatives, the knock on him is, is, is really, you know, similar to Levis it is, is the mechanics, right? So if it is, you know, his feet are not always in the right place. I think he has such a powerful arm that, you know, he kind of relies on it too much. And then, um, I think both of them, Levis and Richardson do stick on their first three a little bit too much, right? So, if you go through your progressions, so this is what I, I really liked about Stroud is, is CJ Stroud would be able to go through one. Okay. One's not there right now. I'm going to go to two. I'm going to go three, right. And work my way back. Right. So it's being able to go through the progressions, reading the defense and, and both these guys do struggle at this at a high level. Um, and which led to some turnovers, um, not some not so impressive um, passing stats from Richardson. Um, you know, though he did do a, a good job on the ground. So I think there's some options at seven. I think what I would like to do is, is do a little bit more film study on these guys and also get into um, some, you know, round two, round three, round four options with Tanner McKee out of Stanford, um, as well as Hendon Hooker out of uh, Tennessee. So just um, a few notes there. Shorter podcast tonight, guys. But, um, you know, really the Raiders are going to – they're really entering a, a big time for their franchise saying, okay, we're passing on D-Car, we're moving on, right? What's what's the next plan? Do we have – are we going to rock with Stidham? Do we sign a veteran? Are we able to trade for Rodgers? You know, like, are we ever going to take a quarterback at seven? Like, there's so many different ways that we can peg this. Um, but ultimately, it's going to be something that, the you know, Ziegler and McDaniels have to figure out. And, and really, you have a team that is in this window of a must-win, you know, not, not a must-win, right? But, like, we have this two- to four-year window where it's like, we got to turn something around and Mark Davis is an owner that is, is not going to settle for anything less. So um, a lot to come, you know, in the next week or so, um, obviously getting into, you know, free agency, as, as I mentioned, it starts in, um, in about a month and then getting into the scouting combine and then the draft is in late April. So 
thanks for hanging with me on that ad read because man, that's tough. Micah is usually the best at it. That's why he rocks it all the time. But ultimately, we love you guys. We're very excited to make some big additions and free agency in the draft. Um, and obviously, um, just hope, hoping to turn this year in a more optimistic view. Um, we let DC go on Valentine's Day. Sorry, it's not you. It's me. But we're going to move on. We're going to find our quarterback and hoping to you know find some answers for you guys as well. I think Dave Ziegler and, and Josh McDaniels, that, that's kind of the number one priority here. So um, we're going to address this thing um, and, and really just hoping for nothing but the best for Raider Nation. So love you guys. Sit down. It's the off season. Just relax. Take care. And, and we're looking forward to bringing you some more content next week. Peace.